Hello there, and welcome to the Habits and Balance podcast. My name is Nesca Santiago, and I'm very happy that you're here. Before we begin with today's episode, I wanted to remind you to please subscribe to our podcast if you have not done so yet. This way, you can be sure that you don't miss any new episodes. We have new episodes every Sunday at 7. Feel free to also follow us on Instagram for daily inspiration. Here at Habits and Balance, we're all about personal development and mindset transformation. We truly believe that the key to changing your life is to change your mindset. By having self-awareness, you can develop yourself further and become the person you know you are capable to be. Let's get started with today's episode. As you may have read in the title, we are discussing the barriers to kindness. Because, let's be honest, no matter how good your intentions may be, we all struggle with this from time to time. These barriers are distraction, frustration, exhaustion, fear, and judgment. Today I want to give you some advice on how to overcome these obstacles. It all started with a book I read this week named Emotional Intelligence, Simple Ways to Fix Your EQ by Alex Canny. Initially, I decided to read this book because I really wanted to improve my emotional intelligence. I didn't think there would be much to learn because I have always considered myself a person with relatively high emotional intelligence. I mean, I'm pretty good at pinpointing emotions in others, reading physical cues, and I have a good amount of empathy. So I thought that I had this whole EQ thing down and I only needed to focus a very small part in order to improve. Well, let me tell you, I was completely wrong. This book was a humble reminder that I have a very long way to go. So, needless to say, I have learned a lot. And almost perfectly, the content of this book relates so much with today's topic. All the barriers that I will be discussing today are based on personal experience, research, and this wonderful book. I highly recommend you to read this book or listen to it if you're interested in building better relationships, master your own emotions, communicate more effectively, and just if you want to be a more compassionate person in general. Head on over to habitsandbalance.com where you can find the exact link for this book. The first barrier to kindness is distraction. In today's world, it is quite difficult to remain focused. There are so many distractions around us. Our thoughts, our devices, our jobs. Think about it. When was the last time you truly had a moment for yourself without any distractions? In order to be kind, you have to pay attention to the world around you. And for this, you have to live in the moment. So how can we remove this obstacle in order to be a kinder person? How can we live in the moment? Well, honestly, this is something that I am still working on myself. But one thing that can truly help is having a fixed moment during the day where you carve out some time for yourself without any distractions. Just you and your mind and your thoughts. It doesn't even have to be long. 10 minutes is more than enough. It can be at the beginning of the day or it can be at the end of the day. This doesn't matter. It can even be during your coffee break. You can sit, you can lay, you can stand, whatever you prefer. Just make sure to focus on your breathing and just let your mind roam free. Be in the moment, feel the emotions and accept them. This can help you be kinder to yourself, but it can also help you to be kinder to your surrounding. In my case, I love meditation and I have been doing this consistently for the past couple of months. And I can honestly say that I feel a difference in the way that I interact with the world. Although I can be distracted by many different things during the day, I make sure to start my day with at least 10 minutes of silent meditation. I always feel much better afterwards. Some days it's just me with my thoughts and some days I put on a meditation music playlist and just close my eyes. This truly helps me to be in the moment. It helps me to start my day with a fresh mind, which in turn helps me to be kinder to those around me. Of course, I know that meditation isn't for everyone, so this doesn't have to be the thing for you. I've heard of some people who consider the time that they work out as their moment of being in the present. 
others use art as an outlet. Personalize it, make it your own. Just a few minutes during the day is more than enough. If you want to overcome the barrier of distraction in order to be a kinder person, try to plan in some consistent time for you to do something where you are fully present in the moment. The second obstacle to being kind is frustration. Sometimes we are just too frustrated to even think about being kind. We want to express our discontentment. And there can be many elements that add to this frustration. It can be little things that add up throughout the days, the weeks, the months, until it builds up and explodes in a fire of frustrations. It can also be something that happens in the heat of the moment, where your emotions are too high to handle. Try being kind in this moment. I promise you, it's a real challenge. In the book, the author talks about the need to always be right. And oh, can I relate to this. I love being right, as I think most people do. But in order to be kind, you have to sometimes swallow your pride. You have to set your ego aside. And one way to do this is to let go of control. Oftentimes, we end up being frustrated because things are not going our way. But in these moments, you should ask yourself, can I do something about it? Because if you can't, what's the point of getting frustrated? Who will that help? Certainly not you. And trust me, I know how hard it can be to let go of control. It is hard. But we have to accept that some things are out of our control. Like for example, the reactions of others. The way that others perceive us. The way that others think. Because the only thing you can truly control is your own reaction and your own actions. So let's try to keep our emotions in control and remember that we don't always have to be right. We just want to. By assessing situations in our life rationally, we can limit our frustrations, which in turn allows us to be more compassionate. Most of us lead full lives. We have deadlines to meet, meetings to attend, and a lot of work to do. Aside from this, we also need to pay attention to our physical and our mental health. This is a lot, and without the right time management skills, it can even be overwhelming, leaving us exhausted. I cannot speak for everyone on this, but when I am physically or mentally exhausted, it is nearly impossible for me to act kindly. The energy needed to act in kindness is simply not there. And when you go a long period of time in this exhaustive stage, you can act particularly rude. Maybe you are not even an unkind person. It's just that you are irritable because of the lack of rest. If you recognize yourself in anything I just said, know that you are not alone. I think I've said it plenty of times during previous episodes, but I will repeat it either way. Do not be so hard on yourself. No one can be expected to be kind and compassionate all of the time. It's just not realistic. Having said this though, you cannot use your exhaustion as an excuse for rude behavior. What works for me is telling those around me how I am feeling because it is highly likely that they know and they understand what I'm going through so they will not take anything personally. It's also considered polite to apologize for anything you might have said or done when you were exhausted. But the most crucial thing I can advise you in order to avoid all of this is to learn how to effectively manage your time. Honestly, I swear by this. As little as over a year ago, I was struggling with this. I would always make a plan, but somehow I could never follow through. This in turn left me with a lot of work on my plate, which inevitably kept me in a state of exhaustion. This was not good for me. It was not good for those around me. It wasn't good for my mental health nor my physical health. Nowadays, I learned how to prioritize planning. I make sure to include enough time to sleep, read, exercise, work, and do leisure activities to unwind. 
I also tried to follow a balanced diet because recent studies are showing promising correlations between diet and mental health. It doesn't sound like a lot, but just by managing your time correctly, you can make a significant difference in your life. Not only will it leave you feeling less exhausted, but you will actually realize how much more you can accomplish. And I can imagine that planning and time management might not be for everyone, but if you are someone who is constantly exhausted, constantly showing rude behavior, and you're ready to make a change, please try this. I will be making a complete episode on this topic, so don't forget to subscribe as to not miss this. The fourth obstacle of kindness is one that can be interpreted in endless ways. It is fear. Fear can inhibit you to be kind to a stranger or even a loved one. We often fear what we don't know. Sometimes we also fear those who don't look like us. How can we be expected to be kind to someone we don't know, someone who doesn't look like us, or has different values? It can be a very difficult thing. You might not even be aware of your behavior, because this is actually a way of self-protection. To be kind, you need a decent amount of empathy, and numerous studies have shown that we have a lot more empathy for those who look similar to us or have similar values. But the point of being kind is not only to be kind to those that you like, but it is to be kind to everyone, isn't it? I mean, of course, there are a few exceptions. But how can we deal with this? Well, the first step is to expose yourself to different cultures in order to be educated. This will allow you to understand someone much better once you understand where they're coming from, where their traditions stem from. And if you have the fear of rejection, meaning that you are afraid that someone will not appreciate your kindness, Don't take it personally. And don't use this person as a representation of a whole continent, a whole country, a whole island, a complete culture, you name it. This is all I have to say on this matter at the moment. We can become so much kinder if we just take the time to educate ourselves on different people, different personalities, or anything else that you can think of. The differences between us should not alienate us, it should unite us. Because underneath it all, we're all humans. In the words of Hannah Arendt, the earth is the very quintessence of the human condition. We are all born on earth and will most likely die here. This is the most important thing we have in common. We are humans, so let's be kind to each other. The last barrier to kindness is closely related to fear. It is judgment. Because of fear, we can be quick to judge someone. Stereotyping is a prime example of this. Due to a view that we have of one person, we decide to categorize everyone who looks similar or comes from a similar background in the same group. We judge them as one, forgetting that they are individuals. I can give an example of this myself. I used to work at the train station selling consumptions to travelers. One time I had a very unpleasant encounter with an elderly woman. She was very disdaining and rude to me for no apparent reason. And mind you, it was my literal job to be kind in this scenario. After she left, I felt hurt. Why is this stranger who I was being kind to being so rude to me? What had I done? And without realizing it, I started seeing all elderly women who came in as mean. I wasn't rude to them or anything, but I wasn't as kind as I was with the other customers either. Even when I would interact with elderly women outside of work, I would still have my guard up. I used this one interaction to define a whole group of people and it affected my compassion. It wasn't until months later that I realized that this was completely unfair because in reality, most of the elderly women who came in the store were actually very polite. Most of them were eager to have a small talk, always smiling and pretty fun clients. So I really learned a valuable lesson here. I cannot let my judgment of one person affect my kindness towards a whole group of people. The best thing to do is to treat everyone as the individual that they are. Being kind has nothing to do with the response you get from the other, but it has everything to do with your own sanity. 
So the next time you are unkind to someone because you pigeonholed them, try to remember that they are an independent entity and stereotyping never looks at the individual person. It only looks at some general characteristics that most people of similar backgrounds seem to have. You wouldn't like it either if someone judged you based on an overly generalized stereotype. So to summarize, today we discussed the five different barriers to kindness. Distraction, frustration, exhaustion, fear, and judgment. I also gave you some tips on how to deal with this, and hopefully you can find some use for them. That was it for this week. As always, thank you for listening, and don't forget to check out the new article on habitsandbalance.com to read more on the subject. And remember, it's all about creating healthy habits and maintaining balance. See you next week.